<sighs> okay, here we go. Whether you want to get back in shape or you want to get in shape for the very first time, improving your fitness begins by starting where you are, setting reasonable goals, and tracking your progress. And in this episode, I will tell you exactly how to do that. My name is Brock Armstrong. Welcome to Second Wind Fitness. But before we get started... As you've probably noticed, this podcast is no longer in production, but there are so many people who are still listening to each episode and reaching out to me for advice and help and support that I've decided to keep the dream and this podcast alive, which means I'm paying a few maintenance fees out of my pocket. And I don't mean to make this sound like a woe is me kind of affair, because it is indeed a pleasure to have created something that is being appreciated. But... If you felt so inclined, you could go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee to, yes, as it sounds, buy me a virtual coffee. And since coffee is easily my biggest vice, I'm what you would call a coffee snob, if you buy me a coffee, I can pay my hosting fees with all the coffee money that I save. So win-win situation here. So go to brockarmstrong.com slash coffee and help keep this podcast and my fancy coffee habit alive. That's brockarmstrong.com slash coffee. A while ago, I received an email from a follower of mine who said something that I think a lot of people can relate to, and this is what he said. I found your podcast and YouTube channel, and I really appreciate your work. Well, thank you very much. But here is the problem. I haven't really exercised since I was in college, and I don't know where to start. Every time I've started a workout program in the past few years, I've ended up injured, frustrated, or both. Can you help? Well, you know what? I can help. I, that's a really big reason why I even started this whole Second Wind Fitness podcast in the first place, to answer this type of question. Now, I completely understand this listener's dilemma. It's a refrain that I've encountered often, both as an endurance coach and from the people who are just starting in the Wayless program, a program that I run with my friend Monica Reinagel, the nutrition diva all about sustainable weight loss. But the crux is that some people haven't ever really been interested in moving their bodies, but then are suddenly faced with a doctor telling them that they need to get in shape or else. And others were fit years ago, maybe in high school or college, but once they stopped competing in team sports or they left their fit friends behind or they had kids, or they got desk jobs, or all of those things, and they never really found a fun or sustainable replacement for that physical activity. The interesting thing is here is that these are similar but slightly different issues. The first one being never being fit or interested in being fit, and that can lead people to not know where to start on their fitness journey. And the second one is having been previously fit, but letting it slide. And that can lead to trying to jump back in where you left off, which is a recipe for injury and burnout, as our question asker pointed out. And the good news is that you can address either of these challenges by adopting the same mindsets. But before we go any further, I want to remind you, dear listener, that we are all good enough. And at the same time, we're all works in progress. 
Being out of shape is not a deficiency or something to be ashamed of, and asking and looking for assistance is a great place to start, along with changing up the mindsets that I'm about to share with you, beginning with start where you are. A functional movement screening test, or a FMS, is a test that can identify what areas of fitness you may want to work on first. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast episode right now, you aren't a complete couch potato. Now, that means that me telling you to simply move more isn't really going to help that much. So, these types of tests can give you a really good indication of where to start, if you're willing to do them. And I'll link to some information in the show notes over at brockarmstrong.com podcast, so you can find some of these tests. I've done a podcast episode about this in the past. But you can also identify your most troublesome movement deficiencies by paying attention throughout your day and your week, and then writing down what movements you do in your daily life that are getting harder for you, what movements have become purely off-limits in your day over the years, and even what movements have become painful for you. Once you've captured these on paper or on your computer screen or your phone or wherever you choose, you now have a great list of where to focus your efforts. And I always say to turn those movement weaknesses that you have identified into your fitness strengths. And a hint is that you can go to my YouTube channel to get some routines that will help you do exactly that. And you can go to brockarmstrong.com YouTube to find that. But... Even more important than identifying the gaps in your overall fitness is to identify the gaps in your thinking. You need to ask yourself if you're telling yourself an unhelpful mental story about what you should and shouldn't be capable of. Are you shoulding yourself into either not doing anything or shouldnting yourself into doing too much too soon? The important part is to start where you are, not where you want to be or where you were, but honestly, and sincerely, <laughs> where you are right now. It doesn't matter if you used to be able to run a 40-minute 10K or if you could hold the bird of paradise pose for more than 60 seconds. It also doesn't matter if the workout that you downloaded off the internet says you should do three sets of 10 reps of all of these exercises. What matters is that you respect what your body is capable of doing right now. Let go of the judgment and tell your inner drill sergeant or your inner gym coach or whatever it is to hit the bricks. Then go for a walk, do some modified chair squats, and again, check out my videos at brockarmstrong.com YouTube for some inspiration of things you can do in your own home. What matters most is that you respect what your body is capable of doing right now. Do the workout program that suits you pleases you and challenges you without leaving you broken and exhausted because well that's no fun is it now the next thing we want to do in this fitness journey of ours is to set process-based goals i know i know we live in a fast-paced world we want faster cars faster internet faster food but where has all this speed gotten us according to researcher ashley willens and i quote while technological advances allow North Americans now to have more free time than in the 1950s or the 1980s, they feel more pressed for time than ever before. Hmm, weird, eh? 
Well, what I propose is that we stop focusing on the shortest possible path to an outcome and instead set goals that revolve around an ongoing process. And to do that, it's important to know the difference between outcome-based goals and process-based goals. Now, here's an example. An outcome-based goal for your fitness might be to be able to complete a 10-kilometer road race by next summer. A process-based goal might look something like this. Stretch in front of the TV when I'm watching my favorite programs. Go for a walk twice a week in the evenings after dinner. And do at least one bodyweight strength session per week. Now, as you can probably guess, the outcome-based goal can easily lead you to rushing into an overly ambitious workout program that's not suitable for where you are in your fitness journey because you're so focused on that outcome. Now, this could leave you injured and burnt out or just plain disappointed with how long it takes you to reach your goal. On the other hand, the process-based goal, well, it gives you a sense of accomplishment every time you don't break your plan, not just at the very end of a long, long journey to that 10k road race. It also allows you to work at your current fitness level and not try to achieve something that's really probably out of your reach in the short term. And it will also gradually get you to and keep you at your goal of being fit. When people start on the road to an outcome-based plan, they often forget to ask the question, and then what? You finished your goal, now what? So when they cross that finish line on their goal, they're once again left floundering in their fitness life, and we're back to where we started this podcast episode in the first place. Now, I have a couple more suggestions for you, but first, we need to go and pay our membership fees. Do you like to shop on Amazon.com and enjoy supporting this podcast? You do? Well, have I got a deal for you. If you start your Amazon shopping adventure by going to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon, I will get a small percentage of the money that you spend. And the best part is that you don't pay anything extra. This all comes out of their pockets. Take that, Bezos. So next time you buy anything on Amazon, go to brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon and shop while also supporting this podcast. I truly thank you for being a listener and for your support. That's brockarmstrong.com slash Amazon. All right, the next thing we need to focus on is to measure your progress. Similar to the way a process-based goal allows you to feel that sense of accomplishment along the way every time you don't break your plan, not just at the finish line, measuring your progress can do the same. As I've said before, fitness isn't something that you can just check off your list and call finished. It's not like you can achieve fitness and then rub your hands together and say, okay, done, what's next? I think people who are interested in only getting fit as quickly as possible forget that fitness is a lifestyle, not an end game or a finish line to cross. So instead of thinking about how quickly you can get into shape, think about how long you want to be able to move your body through this world in the ways that bring you joy. Instead of focusing on how little time you can get away with dedicating to your fitness improvement, Focus on how much you enjoy moving your body in new and exciting ways. Now, this can be helped along the way by measuring your progress with some specific challenges or specific tests. 
Now, there are many different ways to test your fitness and measure your improvement, and it's up to you to determine which way makes more sense to you. It could be as involved as a CrossFit baseline wad or workout of the day, or it could be as simple as timing your walk around the block and aim for a quicker time than you had the previous month. There are many ways to achieve this, but I think it's important to do this in order to see the difference this is making in your life and be able to feel good about the work that you're doing. Now, here's an important point before I finish off. It is very important to not get hung up on the shoulds when you're testing yourself. The only should I would encourage you to follow is that each day, each week, each month, you should strive to move more of your body more often, say it with me now, you've probably heard this before, in more and more interesting ways. You are where you are in your fitness journey. Use your testing information as data to inform you what's working and what's not. Don't use it as a judgment of your self-worth, please. We are all good enough, and at the same time, we're all works in progress. All right, thanks for listening, and don't forget you can find all the links to everything I talked about by going to brockarmstrong.com podcast and look for this episode. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong. Thanks for listening to Second Wind Fitness. Yeah.